Oh hey, I'm Emily and this is my best friend Rachel. Hey, I'm Rachel and in 2010, aged 18 and fresh out of secondary school, we went on a gap year travelling to five countries in five months. Shockingly, it didn't always go so well. We lost passports, ran out of money, jumped out of aeroplanes and landed ourselves in endless ridiculous scenarios. But what we also managed to do is write a blog about our experiences. And without smartphones or Instagram at our disposal, this blog is the only record we have of the trip of our young lives. And 11 years on, we're reliving it all by reading back over our diary entries for your listening pleasure. Welcome to the Gap Year Diaries podcast. Oh, hello. Hello there. Hi. Hey, welcome, yeah. everyone. Hi, Rachel. Welcome, welcome. Hey, Emily. Welcome, How's Rachel, to your own, your own podcast. <laughs> hello. It's hello. Easter. It's Easter. It Did is the Easter. Easter bunny come in and give you some treats? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, neither did I. I got nothing. <laughs> Why? Pile, Why is nothing. the Easter Bunny so callously passed over <laughs> our houses? Well, I probably because Thailand just don't celebrate Easter and the eggs and Christianity. So that's my excuse. What about you? I mean, I don't have an excuse. Probably but I because feel like of that's our age. And <laughs> prob- probably because I'm 30 years old. Also, yeah. this, this is not really why we're here, is it? No, it's not. No. <laughs> Hi, everyone. We're hey. here. Um, on episode one of the Gap Year Diaries podcast. Episode one, Rachel, can you even believe it? I can't believe it. I mean, it took a while to get here. It really did. But I'm it so took excited 11 years to, to get here. here. <laughs> it was 11 years. Done my way. years we were waiting for the medium of podcast to become accessible to all. Anyway, yes, as previously mentioned, this is episode one of our podcast in which we will discuss the very first entry in our travelling blog. We have also recorded one episode already. Um, For those who have a sort of immediate hunger for more information, which seems (laughs) unlikely since you've literally just begun to listen. But um, we thought we would record an episode that um, touched on some of the sort of context of our trip. So the kind of why we decided to go, how we picked the countries, what the planning process was like, how we saved the money, etc. All the sort of like burning questions that I'm sure everyone immediately already has. Um, so that is already recorded and to be found um, wherever you get your podcasts. So check that out. But what we're doing right now is we're journeying back 11 mm-hmm. years to March the 20, I want to say 26th, 2010. Yeah, March, March the 26th, 2010. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, when young Rachel and I were aged, well, I was 19, you were 18. Let's be real. Yeah. Uh, we arrived at Heathrow Airport with Terminal our... Terminal 5. Terminal 5, yes, very good. <laughs> <laughs> good to be specific. Um, with our entire families in tow. In fact, I don't know if it was our entire families. I think just my parents came, but perhaps it was your yeah, entire I don't, family. Yeah, I don't think my sister was there. I think it was just okay. there. Neither of our sisters were there. It was Tried just to make uh, it sound more romantic than it was. Okay, with our parents <laughs> in tow. <laughs> um, and yeah... I mean, how did you, what are your memories of that day, Rach? Uh, 
just I remember waking up and being like, I'm not going to see home for another five months and uh, I'm going to be with M for five months. And it was quite an exciting a terrifying thought. feeling. <laughs> it was it was exciting. Um, yeah, we got we trundled into the airport and then I remember meeting you and we had just our big bag. That's what I couldn't get my head around. Like all of our life was going to be in these five, like this tiny kind of bag for five months. And uh, I, yeah, that was quite insane. How were you feeling? Yeah, I re- the bags is actually such a palpable memory. I remember both of us like faffing around with the straps when we got to the airport. Like it was important to make sure that they were fixed on when we were just going through Heathrow Airport. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think I was just feeling like, yeah, it's a weird feeling because you can't comprehend five months in the moment, can you? You can't sort of like get your head around that length of time. So I think no. I was just, yeah, I was in a, a daze really of just sort of not quite believing that I'd let myself get to this point and I was like is it is it too late to cancel but no obviously I didn't really want I to think cancel. as well just not like we were the adults as well in that situation you know back mm. at 18 you didn't have someone else that was gonna meet you really there on the other side you had to kind of cope with all of the paperwork and the passport stuff on on uh, on your own I remember that and that I was feeling feel quite like daunting that was daunting I remember we had a really sexy blue folder with all of our worldly documents in it do you remember oh, yeah, that folder? because we didn't have a phone so we had to print out all of the key information oh yeah i do remember that folder now i'd forgotten about that i did i yeah i think we gave it a name but i can't remember what that name is did we what the blue folder of yeah. what do we even call it <laughs> i mean who knows maybe we didn't give it a name oh, maybe i've made that up i remember it was a tearful goodbye yeah, it was quite tugging on the old heartstrings. I mean, it sounds like we're off to flipping war. We weren't, but it was still an emotional... <laughs> Just to clarify, we weren't off to war. <laughs> no. We were but off we... on an incredibly privileged trip around the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was difficult to leave. I think that was going to be the longest time I was going to spend away from home, mum, dad, you know, friends, family, the UK. So that was quite a big thing too. And I was just really grateful in that moment to have you by my side and I wasn't like alone doing it. Yeah, same. Absolutely same. And my, one of my enduring memories of that, Rachel, is actually that you were wearing almost sort of like an accessory kind of like reminiscent of a a Jacobean ruff you were wearing like a neck pillow which you just prematurely just whacked on presumably when you'd left your house and there and there it stayed for the duration of the entire journey which I think spanned about 26 hours or something and that neck pillow was was constantly there wasn't it green I think it was a green neck pillow I mean not only were we sport well I was sporting my neck pillow but we both had um matching hoodies from fat oh my face. god i literally <laughs> forgot that we wore matching hoodies why why we did, did we do they that like this, didn't they have like a bean can on them or something or some kind of like camper van and i had a red one and you had a blue one when we oh thought my god like hoodies we're, were the coolest hoodies like we're 11 year old twins from the oh 90s god. like we what love the those hell <laughs> I think we had a grey jumper as well. I remember like loving a grey jumper. I had it for years. I think even my uni friends remember this grey jumper. I mean, there was nothing special about it. It was this boring grey jumper I that I remember loved. the exact jumper. But a lot of our <laughs> travelling wardrobe was fat face. Yeah, so where were we off to? We were going to Miami first, weren't we? Um, yeah, we had a transit flight from Miami to Costa Rica, which was our did. first destination. Costa Rica, shout out, initial country. Yeah. The um the apex of 
the past many months of planning. Um, so yeah, we had, uh, I think it was about a nine hour flight to Miami. And yep. my memory of landing in Miami was that <laughs> both of us were feeling very different things. We were processing very different emotions. <laughs> I was feeling exhausted and overwhelmed and generally quite low. What were you doing, oh. Rachel? <laughs> What was I doing? Yeah. So <laughs> I was, I had on my little iPod shuffle, I had downloaded the William Smith song, Miami. Smith. <laughs> Will Smith song, Miami. And bless you. What, like, what do you remember of that moment? I remember just wishing that you would stop singing Welcome to Miami <laughs> by William Smith. No, because I actually, like, bless that. you. I got the, I uh, got the, uh, what was it, the earpiece and I shoved it in oh, your dear. ear and I just made you enjoy this song. Even the flight attendant was like, all electronics need to be switched off and then they're welcome to Miami. <laughs> Even if you're playing William Smith. <laughs> or, um, and there or was that other was, song as well. Yeah, I was going to say, just other, as that yeah. finished and you probably took a breath of relief. I was like, right, um, we're in Miami bitch <laughs> yeah oh my god i was buzzing i was so shockingly excited. there's more than one song about miami so yeah we landed in miami those were those were the sort of varying degrees of hyperactivity we were both rolling with um and then i we rolled off the plane and into a queue for immigration which god i mean it felt like the longest queue i'd ever been in miami airport was not a pleasant experience no. for me i don't think it was for you either well, no, and I made it 10 times worse because I was absolutely adamant of taking my time to get to customs. Do you remember? I was like, let's look out the window. And you were more like, no, can we just get to customs queue? But I was like, look at this. It's Miami outside. And then I was, I think I was saying to you, why is everybody rushing to get to customs? Like, we're all going to get there eventually. But the reason why, because of the big American queue system, it was very intense. It was quite frightening, actually. Yeah, it was like intense. It. Not neither yeah. of us were feeling our best at that time. I think we were also a bit worried that we would miss our connecting flight as well because even though we yeah. had like five hours or something, I feel like most of those hours were spent in that queue. Oh god. And, and then we were like, pillow. Oh my god, with your neck pillow still firmly <laughs> in place. <laughs> Refuse to take um, that off. Refusing. <laughs> refusing to ever not be able to rest your neck. Um <laughs> So then we took like a much smaller and I would just remember it being a much calmer flight to Costa Rica. Do you remember that? Um, I just, I, I kind of remember getting on just feeling like I uh, just, I had all these heavy layers on and I couldn't quite believe I was going to another hot place. Um, mm. And again, I just felt like a bit, yeah, I, I, yeah, I just felt very like unclean at that point. I really wanted to have a shower. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that too. But I do remember that flight was like taking place at night. And I yes. think they had like, you know how when you used to go on a school trip, the coach would have like, one tv at the front oh yeah um i remember that was the same on this plane and they were showing a film i can't remember the film you couldn't hear the film but i feel like they just put it on to just sort of like lull us all to sleep <laughs> um but i remember no i honestly no. don't remember just okay. remember that there was one but um i do remember like really enjoying that flight a lot more i just felt much more relaxed on that flight it was just a bit oh, more good. chill oh good, oh, good. <laughs> i'm so glad <laughs> Um, so then when I remember when we landed and do you remember we were wearing those matching hoodies and uh, we rocked up to an easier, more chilled out Costa Rican vibe of a customs and the guy was quite fit and we just we just instantly fancied him, which is really inappropriate. What was wrong with us? It was a bit weird. I think we, we were just were drunk just like... off of freedom. <laughs> <laughs> 
We were drunk, drunk with independence and looking for a man. And we were 18 with our neck braces. We thought that two disgusting little children in matching hoodies. Money belts. Oh my God, don't even. The money belt. I mean, that's a whole thing in and of itself, the money belt. So at this point, we wrangled a taxi. um, And that was a bit I remember feeling like um. Just, I don't really know where I was. It was quite intimidating. I just felt a bit like a fish out of water at that point, um, kind of trundling down roads you've never seen before and just recognising there was no bearings. Again, you didn't have Google Maps to be like, oh, it's going to be this long. You just, you didn't really know who you were with as well. So I remember feeling like super alert and super awake and just hoping that we would get there soon. So the adrenaline that I had in landing in Miami had definitely worn off and I was exhausted. Um, but we came into the hostel about what, quite late. I think it was like one or two AM in the morning, easily. Yeah. I think it super was super late. It, it was pretty late, yeah. Um, and we came in and there were these, you know, it was a dorm. So you had these bunk beds. You'll see it on the Instagram. Um, and, uh, we had, we wanted to go to the bathroom first just to kind of like wash us, just to feel a bit cleaner. Not wash us, uh, and we you know, how people in. do. <laughs> we tiptoed in, didn't we? And we just slowly turned the tap and then there was this like explosion of sound and we were like, ah! And we just tried to like immediately switch. <laughs> the tap was like, oh my God. Wah! And we were like, oh my God. <laughs> Everyone in the whole dorm room awoke. Must have done. That was so embarrassing. I felt so like, you know, deeply uncomfortable and like I just wanted to go home at that moment. I think I had this like feeling of why are we here again? Just where's home? (laughs) I think there's two like from what you just described, there's like two moments that I that have repeated to me again and again um in different like different traveling scenarios. And the first one is getting that taxi from the airport to wherever you're going because it's always such a charged moment I find or not always a moment but you know like a charged yeah with currency as well you don't know who you're going to trust as well or like what's a cheap you just need to get to your place like money at that point is like monopoly money it doesn't yeah, really it mean it really anything. is that's so, so true can. yeah no you're quite right it is like monopoly money and then like yeah as you're traveling you're just sort of looking out the window and often there's the radio on and you hear um, I mean, often it is just, you know, like world famous songs, but sometimes they're tuned into like a local radio station and you hear someone speaking in the language and then the, the little sort of like, uh, device, like the taxi, the taxi contacting device. I think, I don't know, probably a phone. Um, will sort of bubble into life and it will be in the native language. And it's just like, you're just like, Oh my God, I'm actually in a different place. And you're the air, because mm. airports are very kind of, um, they don't really, they're non-distinct, They're a transitional place, aren't they? That you're not really exactly. there. Like, yeah. especially when you say to people, oh, what countries have you been to? You're never allowed to include the airport, are you? That's no, always like, no, no, you weren't there. But then you had to be somewhere. That's always my argument. Well, no, you're quite right. I think it's classed as like international airspace or something. But yeah, you're right. It's a very weird feeling. And often airports are like in the middle of nowhere. So you have to kind of travel through this sort of arid land to get. And then you start seeing billboards and you start seeing blocks of flats. And you're like, oh, my God, I'm getting into a city. Yeah. And the other moment is walking into a dorm room for the first time. And that is made all the more intense if people are actually in the dorm room asleep yeah the sense of unwelcoming right oh my god they feel very unwelcoming and even though you you know like even though these people in the dorm room probably don't know each other haven't really spoken to each other you do feel a bit like you're intruding on their 
on yeah. their um, little gang. Yeah, <laughs> like, you do. I really you feel like, like you have no, yeah, like your that space isn't yet yours. So you don't feel yeah. like you belong in that space. And there's no markings to show it's yours. Even if you have a bed, it doesn't matter. You feel more comfortable yeah. after like the third day. And then you're like in with it. <laughs> this is my bunk. Yeah. <laughs> I know this bunk. Um, um, speaking yeah, of bunks. Uh, sorry. Uh, speaking of bunks, I remember feeling ju- jubilant when I asked you which bunk do you want. Like praying you say the bottom one because I'm such a kid and I wanted the top one. He said, "I'd like the bottom one." I was like, "Yeah, I'll get the top one then." <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you were absolutely overjoyed by that. I was so excited. Um, but yeah, that was that was literally like um, our very first. That was day one. I can't believe it was day one. It was so strange to be it was like just a lot of traveling, wasn't it? It was a lot of traveling. Yeah, um, it was quite a long day. But, but obviously, of course, we faithfully blogged about that day. <laughs> um, and this was the very first blog entry, of course it was. Um, and I feel like I, you know, considering it was the, the very first blog entry, quite momentous occasion, you know, like might want to kind of really set the scene, get some good descriptive language in there. Mm. I would find, I would describe this blog entry as underwhelming at best <laughs> and also short <laughs> it's about 200 words um but the first line what i love is do you remember in i think it was maybe 2014 2015 when kim kardashian broke the internet oh with the bum pick yeah yeah I well do turns that. out rachel that she wasn't the first to break the internet oh yeah because the very first line of this blog is Rachel and I just almost broke the internet in this rickety oh. hostel, both trying to write our first blog at the same time. Yeah, I mean, first you know, of all, that is that, shocking yeah. planning that we were both yeah. trying to write the blog at the same time. <laughs> what, oh, we why did not we do know that? what we were doing? Do you remember the computers that we were writing this first blog entry on? Because I have such a vivid memory of the little computer area of the hostel. It the was hostel really was right. called Casa Yoses. That was the name Casa of the hostel. Yoses which will forever stick in my mind for reasons that will become abundantly clear as we proceed with this uh, podcast. <laughs> but um, yeah, you're right, there were three and they were all, you know, the classic um, big booty bitches. <laughs> they were like <laughs> huge computers like Windows like 95. TV screen, yeah, just boxes basically, white boxes. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Um, but I think that was quite a moment as well because you were like, okay, so the internet is quite a precious resource on this trip because Mm. um, we didn't have smartphones. It was just before smartphones were really a thing. Um, And yeah, so in order to actually access the internet, you either had to rely on the computers that you were given in hostels or um, roll into an internet cafe. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if they even exist anymore in this country. I'm sure they do. I you see like them boarded absolute... up in Thailand. That's what. That's, oh, really? that's what I tend to see. Yeah, but no one really using them. No, yeah. they're quite a dying, I mean, it makes sense a dying breed. I know it's a sh- it's a shame because this I have such memories of them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's where we were writing this blog. Um, what do you remember about Cassiosis? The smell of it. Just, yeah. just this sort of molding smell. Um, I just remember how it was like a weird little community, wasn't it? It was just a bizarre place with bizarre with bizarre characters. It was a characterful place, um, which That's I think a is very good way other, to describe other it. blog of it. But I remember seeing it on the internet for the first time, and it was just so overwhelmingly exciting to see this. And do you remember I showed you, and you got the, actually the same amount of excitement. But it wasn't a hotel. I don't know why. Looking back, I was so excited. I think it's because we had booked 
booked it and it was our decision. It was for a good price. But Wolfie Eyes stands out for me. Wolfie Eyes just was the receptionist who had these beautiful eyes, messy hair, and just has very like cool Costa Rican vibe. And he was welcoming. He was he was a sweet man. I remember him. He welcomed us in well. with his his wolf like eyes. Um, <laughs> I don't remember why we decided his eyes were wolf like, but we they were did. quite intense. <laughs> I think they were sort of intense, but like kind. I don't I don't really I know. I mean, neither but... of us have stared a wolf in uh, stared no. a wolf in the eyes. <laughs> neither of us have owned a wolf and so on, but um... owned a wolf. <laughs> in, in any way encountered a wolf. Um but yeah, he was on reception as we arrived and yeah, he was a nice guy. He was he was keen, but he was there for the duration of the time we spent at this hostel. It remains my favorite hostel even though it was in all honesty a bit of a dive. But do you think it's because it's iconic, it's representative of our time abroad, our Definitely. independence, the beginning part of the trip? It is the hostel that stands in my mind probably yeah, the most. Absolutely. I, think. I mean, it yeah. was <laughs> well, my favourite thing about it was that um, as you got to know it, you got to know its quirks. Like you got to know which. So there was one shower that always <laughs> had cockroaches, and the other shower, like if you touched a certain bit of it, would literally electrocute you. And yeah. you kind of like learnt these things, <laughs> you, kind of, you know, you moulded yourself into Cassie Yossess's vibe and you were like, okay, yeah, I know that if I'm, you know, in a mood where I'm not really up for cockroaches, I'll go into the electrocution shower. That's yeah, fine. just get a casual, I mean, I don't remember being electrocuted. I remember you being electrocuted. I remember... <laughs> Probably because um, I was as... electrocuted first and then I was like, <laughs> acted as a warning for everyone else. Like, don't go into the shower. Um, but we did get a point where we needed to eat. We needed to eat, so we had to go to Wolfie Eyes. Uh, Hey, we didn't actually say Wolfie to his face. That would be ridiculous. But um, we had to get a map. Do you remember that? Like the paper map to show us where the supermarket was, which was like a 10-minute walk. And so we jaunted out. Supermercado. And uh, if you've listened to the previous episode, you'll know that Emily and I had some self-defense lessons, thanks to my mother. uh, And there were a few guys (laughs) milling around the supermarket. uh, We were ready, raring. We were ready to use. I was staring them down. (laughs) In the middle of the potato (laughs) aisle, we were like, "Oh my god, it's on! It is on!" So yeah, the I have um, packed all of that into one succinct, uncharacteristically succinct paragraph, which reads thus: After crashing into the hostel at about one a.m., we were correct. It was one a.m. To wake every other sleeping person in our room, we proceeded to lock ourselves in the bathroom and have an angry whispered conversation about... Oh, Rachel, this contradicts what we were just saying, because this says an angry whispered conversation about the raging receptionist we had encountered on checking in and the general awkwardness of the situation. So maybe Wolfie Eyes was there the next morning. Maybe he didn't actually check us in. Clearly it was some other person that was just livid with us probably because we were checking in at 1am maybe <laughs> but it was a 24-hour reception i know Again, another quirk mean that. Yeah. <laughs> um and then i've written we then decided to brush our teeth and turned on one of the massively antiquated taps shade only to cause a cacophony of noise which sounded like the bathroom was about to implode it was so oh loud. my god so accurate it was like a jackhammer um, i remember the sheer noise of it. yeah it was wasn't it it was literally just the most noise you could ever imagine plumbing yeah, could possibly a, make from a tap yeah God. yeah it was wildly unfortunate <laughs> um so yeah and and the next paragraph i'd like to highlight rachel is the next morning which follows a similar vein i don't know if oh, you yeah. recall um <laughs> <laughs> people were still asleep 
because I think it was quite early in the morning. And Rachel obviously decided that, you know, it was time. Nature called, basically. Um, And this is what the paragraph says. A while after, Rachel decided to head to the bathroom and instead of using the accepted ladder format that bunk beds are known to provide, she leapt from the top down like some sort of superhero, causing a juddering crash that resounded throughout the Casiosis Hotel, waking most of San Jose. (laughs) Nothing like a hyperbole. Um, And then proceeded to whisper to me about breakfast. (laughs) I remember. (laughs) I remember you literally leapt down. I remember I saw it. It was so weird. Like your sort of T-shirt you were wearing like billowed out as you leapt like a weird sort of bat taking flight. (laughs) And then you just smashed down to the floor. And I remember everyone in the fucking room like just looked up like, what the hell is happening? And then you just were so oblivious to this absolute... (laughs) chaos that you'd cause you just came over and you're like Emily hi okay so <laughs> I was like babes it's way too late for that <laughs> oh my god oh it's so stupid I just, oh. Oh, oh, it was God. great. I love. Though. I do love how you wrote that like crashed onto the floor and proceeded to whisper to me about breakfast <laughs> oh dear I, mean, I think you actually had to have words to with me you had stern words right, I did Rachel. have stern words yeah of <laughs> course cannot I did. be doing <laughs> Rachel, oh. for God's sake, <laughs> we've just got here in less than 24 hours. Um, what did we have for breakfast? I, I remember the hostel provided breakfast, but I'm trying to remember what it was. I feel like it was sugar puffs. I remember some sort of weird pink yogurt, like tubby custard. <laughs> Didn't you call it tubby custard and you were just like, little tubby custard? I love how I endlessly <laughs> replay the same gag, like obviously a gag I made 11 years ago, just coming back. <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah, I, I do. It was a very unclean kitchen. I remember that. Just feeling there a bit, were lots mm, of bugs around, yeah. weren't there? Um, we're I not think really after a while we. No, we're not. But I think like the thing is, it was it was minging. Like, there's no two ways about it. It was a minging hostel, but we just loved it. I think like for the reasons you said, it was our first hostel. It was like a first taste of freedom, a first taste of tubby custard. <laughs> um, yeah, we really did bond with it. And, there, you know, it had some, it had life to it, didn't it? I remember it had some really cool hammocks hanging outside that we were just like endlessly hogging all the time. I actually think that's where your love of hammocks came from. My famous you, love of hammocks. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely, you were like dedicated. Right, when I get to uni, I'm going to get myself a hammock. Like, okay, all right. That it never happened happen. though, sadly. Um, Where would I have bloody put a hammock in university I halls? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> and also, can you imagine people would have been like, "Oh my god, have you met Hammock Girl?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where would you hang it? Like that. Would, I think I remember asking you this, and you were like, "It does." I'll find a place. I'll find a place. One day, one Emily, you'll get your so. hammock. Don't you worry. I will. Worry. One day, I'll live with my one hammock, day. and it'll be great. <laughs> um, okay, so let's just we'll read the very last line of this blog, um, and then we'll move on with our lives. Um, so the last line is. Anyway, I'll wrap it up as today will be pretty uneventful, invo- involving sorry only us venturing further into San Jose for an exciting supermarket trip. So clearly we had minimal plans for that day. Um, as will become clear for the next uh, episode, the yeah, next day yeah. actually turned out to be pretty eventful, I would say. Oh yeah, very Ooh, eventful. Yes. And that's all coming up on the next episode. <laughs> Oh, um, I, I, I start. Uh, so, okay. I was about to call you Rachel, though. That's my name, Emily. <laughs> so <Rachel>. stupid because <laughs> I'm just reading my love- name on the script. <laughs> so Rachel, Rachel oh, to lead. Um, <laughs> okay, no, Emily. 
Who was the best person you met? I mean, a tricky question considering the travel nature of the day, but still, we were some people we met. Who was the best one? A good question. A question we will be asking every episode. The best person. <laughs> good question we that met, we planned. <laughs> a question that we've literally meticulously planned. Um, <laughs> the best person we met on this leg of the trip. I actually want to say, like, I thought about this and I want to, I know this is really like already breaking the rules, like early doors, but oh. I really want to say that the best person we met was someone that we famously did not meet because when mm. Rachel and I had booked this extravaganza, so when we'd like, so we we went to uh, Costa Rica primarily to volunteer at a sea turtle conservation project, but mm. we arrived in San Jose, pre like we had a few days there to settle in before we went to this project that was on the coast. And, um, as part of this, I don't know, there were so many different like organisations involved in the planning that I think both of us just sort of like let it flow over our heads. But we didn't realise that someone from the Costa Rica Language Academy was supposed to meet us from the airport and take us, accompany us to Casillosis, presumably being like, they're 18 year old idiots. They all need <laughs> someone to intervene. <laughs> Otherwise, God knows where they'll end up. So right, this obviously didn't go into our heads because we just cruised out of the airport none the wiser. <laughs> like, I think it was so obvious that it would have been us because we were too, you know, I mean, we were very, very, very conspicuous with our matching hoodies and our giant rucksacks. Oh, but God. this and poor woman was stood, and your neck brace, this poor woman was stood at the airport with a sign with our names on it, <laughs> like, <laughs> welcoming, and we just walked straight past. Like, didn't even we realize. literally and cruised it, right on past, didn't we? And oh. it turns out that she was quite annoyed about it like word got to us a day or so later that the Costa Rica Language Academy was not happy with us um and this woman especially was not happy because it turns out she'd continued to wait at the airport for a, a few more hours thinking that she'd oh missed God, us. I feel really awful like I don't really remember this story but I feel bad I either way obviously it's really like weighed heavy on my heart for the last 11 years yeah, but really um <laughs> do you want and to I know that sounds yeah I do actually I know that sounds weird to say that she was the best person we met but she does come up again we do we do re-meet her so I feel like I can count her because we did we did actually meet her later down the line but she's going to be mine so who's your oh, best person we I met? Qu I quite like that it sort of sets the tone for the sort of ridiculousness of the it trip. It really does <laughs> <laughs> two blathering <laughs> fools <laughs> just walk straight just past our lift and like, like we own haggle down a taxi um, <laughs> yeah um, what, who was my best person? <sighs> Yeah, I think I think it is fair, probably fair to say Wolfie Eyes, just because he was the first person that we nicknamed. We nicknamed everyone that we met. We just had like their own little name, didn't we? That we referred That's to. That's so true. He um, was, yeah. And I do remember his sort of piercing eyes and kindness, uh, and he he was a good support system to us. I mean, albeit he was a bit forced to be one, but still he came. To <laughs> we um, thrust that mantle onto him did. quite aggressively, but we yeah, did. he really and he still was. remains in our hearts well um so i would say he was the best person a good a good introduction to wolfie eyes that's that's my guy my guy oh, my, my yeah. guy yeah um my guy okay <laughs> there's more um so do you have like a key lesson that you learned from that small period of the trip? get to miami customs as fast as you can <laughs> um <laughs> quite literally don't dawdle like i did um, life hack yeah life hack um no, I think um, I think this is a bit of a cop-out answer, I'm so sorry, but 
It was a benchmark. Um, the tiredness levels, I just never experienced tiredness quite ever, ever like it and have never to this day experienced it. Just something about traveling across those time zones, oceans and two different countries um, and just this overwhelming sense of not quite knowing like where you're going. I mean, I knew where I was going, but not really knowing it, having ever seen it in the flesh. It took a lot out of you. Um, so I don't really know what lesson there is in that, but it's just definitely a, a key memory. So I didn't answer the question at all and I apologize. <laughs> Sorry, Emily. Well, Sorry, listeners. that bodes well for the format of the podcast forward, but <laughs> i promise that will be the one no, time i'll do some kind of like weird it. non-answer that's all right yeah, okay all right so emily what was uh, a lesson that you learned i think i would say obviously like a practical lesson that we learned to our um detriment was to remember to label your own food when you're putting it in a communal fridge in a hostel yeah um but a, a more poignant lesson i learned was i think um if you're afraid of doing something or if something's making you feel anxious and you're just like, oh my God, I don't know if I can do this, just try and do it anyway because nine times out of 10, you can do it. Like I felt so anxious before we left and I was really like, oh my God, why did I think this was a good idea? Blah, 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 blah. Um, but then as soon as I, you know, as soon as we got to Casa Yosses, I was like, right, we're here. Mm. This is a massive step forward. And it's, you know, I can do it. It will be okay. And I think, like, just do things in steps. Take the first small mm. step and things will be okay. I mean, that is sickening. No, I feel like I'm on that's comic a great, relief, but No, that's a really great lesson. Thank you for sharing. I think, I think um, that lesson you can revisit time and time again in life as well. And considering and I, the... I have. And considering our first episode is all about travel and taking the first step of the journey, I think that really, you know, wraps in quite nicely, links quite nicely. Well, um, there, I mean, we have got, wow, we've done it. We've got to the end of the first episode. That's so exciting. I had so much fun making this and, and uh, yeah. chatting, going back down memory lane. Traveling um, back, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've got the second episode coming up and that explains a bit more about what happened on the so-called quiet, you know, nondescript day. Uh, some real stuff hits the fan, um, basically. So if you would like to follow us in the meantime on our Instagram, Gap Year Diaries podcast and uh, follow from wherever you get your podcast from. And if you'd like to leave a review, leave a couple stars, that would be amazing. We would love a that. couple would be a shame. <laughs> I would say <laughs> please don't just leave a couple <laughs> yeah ignore that <laughs> be more generous with your reviews I mean you know please <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh um yeah so Emily is there anything else you want to say um no not really I'm just really excited to go back over these blogs um I haven't read them for a while I mean shockingly why would I but <laughs> um but I'm really excited to to sort of like go back into my 19 year old head and read about the kind of stuff that I thought was noteworthy at the time <laughs> I'm excited to go down on that journey with you and I do just want to say a final thank you to anyone who tuned into this that wasn't our parents thanks, thanks so much <laughs> thanks I mean my parents will absolutely not tune in <laughs> So there's not even any well, it's point really, really appreciated. It's it's genuinely appreciated. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Okay, bye, right. bye, Rach. bye, guys. Oh, bye, Emma. See you later. <laughs> bye, I'm off. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> I've got bye. shit to do. <laughs>